Hey, we know you like listening to podcasts. But do you know, we'd love to listen to you too. Creating your podcast has never been easier. Download the Hubhopper Studio app and start your podcast for free. Happy podcasting. Hubhopper Originals. Hello and welcome. You're listening to How's That? A Hubhopper original podcast where we take a look at the biggest and latest news from the world of cricket. I'm your host Vish the Dish. Let's get started. Okay, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of How's That? I'm joined once again by Nikhil, our resident cricket expert. Thank you Vishnu for having me here again. No, it's always great to have you join in on our episodes. Um so obviously big result, a 2-1 victory in this test series against Australia. Unfortunately, that fourth test got washed out so we couldn't see it through to the end but um in any case a huge victory for india yeah i would like to start by congratulating everybody that india is the fifth team after england west indies new zealand and south africa to win a test series in australia and it's the first team from the subcontinent so it's it's kind of huge in itself the first team from the yes, subcontinent yes and india oh. has managed to do that in in its 12th tour to australia and almost 71 years after they made their first tour Wow. So uh, we can all uh, you know sort of guess from it how big it is. Yeah. So that's that's uh, the kind of achievement that Kohli and his team have just managed. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so let's look at this final test. Obviously India had a huge first innings. Uh walk us through what went well and how we managed to put up such a big score. So you know before uh, the start of this test match it was very clear that there will be rains on day 4 and day 5. So Kohli had this in mind and he wanted to bat Australia out of the game right from day 1. Right. So that's the reason why they went in with an approach that they're going to bat long and hard and uh, try and score you know as many runs possible. And once they had around you know 700 runs on board they they knew that it's going to be difficult for Australia to kind of bat first the remaining 3 days and secondly the result can just go India's way either it's going to be a draw ending with India winning the series right. or it's going to be a win for India. So that's that's what they had in mind, and uh, that that's how they started, and especially with the openers and Mayank Agarwal again doing well for us, and uh, Pujara. Now he's I would like to say that he's he's correctly called the wall of Indian cricket, and he's <laughs> one person after uh, you know Rahul Dravid, yeah. who's who's uh, taken that bit on his shoulders and ensured that uh, he he sticks around, batting for almost nine hours. and uh, i'm very sad that he missed out on his double hundred but again his his effort in this test match has just been too big too big and too great for us right this last century took him up to third in the test rankings for batsmen yes which is obviously a huge achievement for him but also i think a huge sign of how indian test cricket is progressing right so after the match actually uh, he was asked a question that what actually helped him to because indian batsmen have been having this problem in australia and england and also south africa where it's difficult for them to bat on the bouncy pitches right. and also you know kind of they do not fare well against pace so he answered by saying that the county cricket which he played in uh, england actually helped him a lot and he okay. was kind of uh, well prepared for the ball bouncing above average like it does in uh, asia and also the pace of somebody like a mitchell struck right so that's what helped him and uh, his effort was was something uh, which which contributed greatly towards india's victory right so in australia's batting innings uh, what do you think went wrong was it that their batsmen weren't performing or do you think india's bowlers were just too much for them so i i think you know it was actually the mindset 
um, the mindset of Australian uh, players actually because they knew that going into this test series uh, they were not as strong as the Indian team and especially missing out uh, the two most senior and the prolific uh, contributors to Australia Australian cricket in the recent time Steven Smith and David Warner so without them they knew that you know their their team isn't that strong so that was uh, a big you know i would say that was uh, something that actually uh, did not help them to start with right and uh, we all noticed that none of the australian batsmen could get a century in four tests that is eight innings and that has never happened before yeah so the australian batsmen weren't performing now coming to the bowlers because in a test match to win a test match you need to be good in all the three department whether that's bowling whether that's batting whether that's fielding if i talk of australian bowlers uh, only pat cummings and nathan lyon were the were the bowlers who did well you know everybody expected uh, michel stark and josh hazelwood to perform but they were nowhere close to performing in either of the matches so that is what actually you know uh, did not work in their favor again right so overall they want australia that we are all used to seeing and uh, i'm pretty sure that you know once these two players are back in the squad it actually helps them regain the the glory that they once had sure yeah but i also feel like there's no excuse really i don't think they can hide behind the fact that these two batsmen were missing or you know i think uh, in any situation like this players need to step up and i feel like no one took up that role no one really stepped forward and said okay i'm going to i'm going to lead this team from the front Yes, uh, Tim Payne was though handed the responsibility of leading the team, but he was more of a temporary captain rather than a person who took the charge right from, you know, uh, right. leading from the front. And that is what you know. Uh, even even if I talk about his bowling changes or I talk about his field settings, there was lack of experience there. Right throughout the series, people have spoken highly of field placements that Kohli did. and uh, especially the dismissal in in the last test match where in you know a couple of times he just made changes a ball before and that yeah. resulted in a catch right those are the things that make changes it was very clear that tim payne was no, nowhere close uh, to to what the situation would have been or what the you know uh, things would have been with steven smith or an experienced captain right. but yes i do understand it's professional cricket and uh, you know you you need to select the best 11 and ensure that they perform on the field yeah exactly so at the end of the game kohli mentioned in the interview that he considers this win his biggest achievement especially as captain uh what do you think of that obviously he's had a lot of success in his past um so why do you think this is the kind of crowning achievement in his career So you know to start with I would like to present some facts so as I spoke that this is the first team from subcontinent to do it right India doing it after 71 years wherein there have been several captains uh, bigger names even bigger than Virat Kohli who have contributed immensely to Indian cricket even uh, the likes of those great legends weren't able to do and achieve this feat before and Kohli's team doing it it is definitely a big thing and um, he's going to relish for a very long time and if you talk about india being just the fifth team to achieve it yeah true. so it's 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 immense it's immense for indian cricket and this will give them a huge boost when it comes to uh, you know australian tours uh, maybe in the years to come yeah that's very true so moving on to comments made about the test cricket format as a as a whole um kohli himself said that he thinks test cricket is the most important and most valued format of the game currently uh south africa's captain faf duplessis also Uh, in his post-match interview uh, during Pakistan's tour, there 
he mentioned that test cricket has been the most exciting format over the last two years. Why do you think that is? So test cricket, you know, to win a test match, you need to be good on all five days, right? So it is right. not that you were just good in in you know your batting department and you end up winning the test match. Mm-hmm. You need to be good in your batting, bowling, as well as fielding. And in the last couple of years, what we have seen is that the shorter formats has actually helped us get more results in the longer format. So earlier we used to see more draws happening in test matches, but right. now. Teams go in with a mindset of getting a win out of it. And if you talk about the batting run rate, earlier it used to be varying from 2 to maybe 2.5 runs per over. But mm-hmm. now it has gone up to 4 runs per over. And that is why we see that more, you know, uh, runs scored in a test match. And, uh, you know, even teams, when, when, they reach, when they need a target of, say, 200 or 250 batting on a last day to win a test match, they go out there with a the mindset of getting those run and winning the test match. It's That's suddenly become an achievable kind of yes, score. Yes, yes. And I would say that uh, the biggest contributor to this is is a 20-over uh, format that has been introduced and also 50-over format. Yeah. Wherein people know that if they kind of, you know, uh, step on the gas right from ball one, it, it's not difficult for them to, you know, reach a 100 or 4 or 5 in an over. Right. And uh, now that's, that's what has helped the game. So it has become more exciting. And as a viewer... Everybody wants to see a result, right? And if you compare the last 10 test series, you definitely see that the majority has, has resulted in a win by a team. So that mm-hmm. is how, you know, test cricket has changed over time. And I rightly think that uh, in the days to come, it's going to get more exciting. And like test match, it, it needs, uh, you know, a team to be good in all the three departments. Mm-hmm. And similarly, these results are kind of helping us uh, build, you know, interest among the users and ensure that the the next generation or the young kids who are just starting to watch cricket do not lose interest in test matches and they kind of follow it uh, uniformly. Yeah, very good point. It, it really creates a positive image of test cricket, which, you know, was previously maybe thought of as slightly boring, you know, people not really paying attention to it. Yeah. But I think it's it's looking really good for this particular format of the game. Yes. All right, so looking forward to the upcoming ODI series. Uh how much can we expect this lineup to change for this 50-over format? Who's in, who's out of the, the team uh, for India and maybe even Australia? So, if I talk about the Indian lineup first, the changes are huge. Not to miss Mahindra Singh Dhoni would be joining the lineup. Of course, yeah. He retired from Test Cricket 2-3 uh, years back, but we still miss him uh, playing for India. So, he's going to be the biggest addition, followed by Rohit Sharma, who had to leave the tour midway because he was blessed with a daughter. Right, yeah. He's joining the team back. Uh, Shikhar Dhawan, Kidar Jadav, and also Ambati Raidu would be joining the team. Right. So, Indian team is going to be, uh, again, you know, these players adding would make it more, more strong. And obviously, we have... You know, people like Virat Kohli and, uh, you know, all, all those experienced players would be continuing in the ODI format as well. Right. If I talk about the people or uh, the players who are uh, leaving, Mohammad Shami, Cheteshwar Pujara and uh, Ishan Sharma won't be part of the ODI team. Yeah. Coming to the Australian team. So, Australian team have got uh, new blokes as, as you know, again, they are in, in the middle of building this team, keeping 2019 World Cup in mind. Mm-hmm. So, they'll be led by Aaron Finch. And to say the least, it's again an inexperienced Australian side which will be coming and uh, contesting India in the upcoming ODI series. Right. Um, your predictions for the series? How do you think this is going to go? So, I, I am very confident that India is going to end up winning all the three matches. Okay. And it's it's all about uh, watching that uh, how, how badly Australians are thrashed. <laughs> so, you're looking at a 3-0 sweep. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think I'll go a little more conservative and say a 2-1 victory for... Let's see. For India in this series. Let's see, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a 3-0. <laughs> All right, well, 
I'm sure on the side we'll place some kind of wager on this, but... Definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right, well, Nikhil, thanks very much for joining me today. Once again, as always, loved your insights. Find them very interesting. Uh, looking forward to the next one when we do a roundup or a preview to the ODI matches coming up. Thank you so much, Vishnu. It's always great to be a part of this podcast and kind of share, you know, the thoughts and facts with all our listeners. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time, hopefully. Thank uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info at hubhopper.com. That's info at hubhopper.com. And we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.